Friday, Friday, Friday. 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 Truckosaurus Red. Don't forget the day after Thursday. Last day for the sale. The Final. Right before last time. Saturday. Right before Saturday. Two days before Sunday. Uh, last day for the sale. Maps Anabolic. Nutrition Survival Guide. No BS six-pack formula. Fasting Survival Guide. And access to our forum. For life. That's it. After this, we're lighting it on fire. It's done. It's a 41% discount. From $248 to $147. Get the hell out of here, Sal. We're slashing prices. Have you ever heard of something so ridiculous? We're crazy. I've lost my mind. (laughs) You would be a fool not to get this. Do it or or Adam's going to eat his hat. Quick, order now. We'll throw in this crazy douchebag. What color is the button? MindPumpRadio.com The Reviews Contest Winner! Winner! So we've had uh, a pretty slow December, really. God. But Damn it, Adam, it's your fault. Yeah, we did have five reviews in the past week, in spite of Christmas and all that. I stopped stopped sending the nudes out. Oh, yeah. You You gotta start doing that again. I haven't had time, man, and I'm a little fluffy right now. Yeah, Makes it look bigger. Harden up. So I'm going to announce the Get winners hard. here. We've got one who wrote an absolute book. Waka Waka. <laughs> That's a, Was that a joke? Is that the name? That's the name. Oh. Okay. And we That's have a good uh, joke, another uh, one. <laughs> Wasn't a joke. Okay. And we have Maria, uh, Maria Huerta. Oh, and she wins. And she wins you as well. You both win. T-shirts. T-shirts, yeah. So we need their size, your iTunes review name, and your address sent to mindpumpradio at gmail.com. And for the rest of you, let's get uh, busy. Write some reviews. Tell your friends. Should we tell them, Doug, that we only have five uh, XLs left? Mm. Well, we may have fewer than that, actually. Really? We're running out of shirts, actually. Oh, well. Well, there you go. Leave a review. Get a free but T-shirt. you will get one as long as they last. As long as they last. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts. Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Tell a story, yeah! What would be funnier is to hear energy up a me bit. tell a story like Justin and Justin tell a story like me. <laughs> that would be that would be funnier. <laughs> I don't know if I'm you sure, should do that. I, I gotta you, get I gotta study your nuances a little I th- bit. I think further. oh, I think you could do you could probably yeah. do me pretty well. I, and I could do Justin, I think. I, yeah, if I, think you know, could. I probably would have to <laughs> practice. I'm pretty <laughs> easy. <laughs> pretty easy. <laughs> Yeah, it would be more fun that way. It's not fun just to, I don't want to tell for now on, no no one tells their own stories anymore. Okay. For now on, we share the story before air so we know, and then someone else has to tell the story. And then before. I was like, You cock face. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I came here thirty minutes early. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. No. <clears throat> no, so But I'm a really nice guy. So the other day what happened to me <laughs> was I was uh I was working out, right? And uh and uh, these these girls are looking at me, and uh, you know, because I'm beautiful. Yeah, of course. And uh, <laughs> by the way, I'm telling the story as Adam. I was gonna oh, say, uh, is this supposed to be me still, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm telling the story okay. like Adam. Okay. And um, and I'm like, listen, ladies, it's you know, uh, I was just born this way. Uh, actually, no, I wasn't that good looking. I used to be skinny and ugly. Mm. And uh, and I say that to them because then it makes it okay for me to talk about how handsome I am. <laughs> so it's a good. It's like a, it's, it's a way that I. You know, I make it sound okay. Uh, no, I Cause, see. Because then yeah. you don't feel like I'm, your wizardry. I'm not being conceited because I used to be ugly. Right. But now I'm super handsome. So anyway, so these women were talking to me. Yeah. 
and I was getting a really good pump. And uh, you know, I'm kind of fat right now. I'm only about seven well, percent body let, fat. Let me let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt <laughs> you right there and uh, tell. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, ladies no, and gentlemen, no. ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let, let, let me tell you a little bit about the pump. You know, a lot of people don't understand what what the pump is, and you know, yeah, so break, break it down for us. Recent please. studies have shown that the, the the sarcoplasmic pump that you guys are getting that is is actually artificially infused into the muscle that is caused by the flux capacitor and the the branch chain amino acids are actually no. merging in, in interacting in, with each other into the bloodstream and, and causing this reaction level that uh, is artificially pumping the muscles up so there is actually no real science anymore that supports that that has any sort of correlation yeah. with the actual growth in Obscure, your guys muscle really level. long word <laughs> yeah, yeah. well so so the pump so i used to have this friend and he was he was really cool right big guy yeah. Oh, Big yes. guy, long hair, yes. and uh, and it was uh, God, it was like probably like a Friday. Anyway, so we were getting a pump, we were working out, and, Friday. Uh, and my wife this morning, I swear, so she's talking to me. And <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. So, um, story ends right there. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I for, forgot. You forget. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. No, That's pretty accurate. Uh, one, two, three, four, qua, six, seven, seven eight, eight, nine, nine qua, 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 qua. It's time. Yeah. It's time for the qua. And then I was like, ah. How confused is somebody if they're like a recent new listener? Like if you've only listened to like the yeah. last five episodes. That was, that was like somebody just took drugs, like, right? What the and fuck is like, qua? Uh, yeah. What is qua? That I just don't happened. understand any of the stories they just told. Qua is how you pronounce the Q&A question and answer. Actually, it's not really qua. It should be ka. Right? If you pronounce QA, it'd be ka. Doesn't sound as good. Ka? Well, ka. I, I feel mm. like I feel like you could finish that. Do you guys tell people when someone finds out when they find Mind Pump uh, for the first time, or they ask you, or they and they actually have never heard of it yet? Uh, do you recommend they start from the beginning, or do you just say, "Oh, here's down"? You just yeah, tell them how to download. That's it. Do you? I usually them? warn them. I usually warn them. Yeah, yeah. What's your process? I'm gonna hear how you guys talk. I'll to be them. like, okay, oh. it's really, it's really candid, uh, raw. We say, you know, it might be offensive. I kind of like, I almost apologize for it before I have them listen <laughs> to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I do that too, but I, I, I leave it up to them to kind of figure it out, just because I feel like our latest ones are better than the old ones. But then again. If you start from the beginning, it kind of shows the timeline of us. Well, I, I agree with you. So I've been, that's why I ask you guys, because I've kind of done both. Although I'm definitely different than Sal. I don't, uh, I do downplay some stuff and I do backpedal for us, but not until first I, I actually tell, I tell people when I, I said, it's going to change your life. Yeah. I said, if you've never heard, <laughs> if you've never heard mine, if you're not, if you've never heard mine, pump, have you ever I, had a religious experience? I, exactly. I said, pretty much <laughs> like that. Okay. It's, it's like, it's like you found, Jesus. it's like seeing Jesus for the first time, for sure. If you actually listen to mine, pump, and I tell them, that's what I tell them. I said, give me, I said, listen to the first five episodes, listen to the first five episodes. I promise there'll be something in one of those five episodes that will completely uh, either shatter your paradigm or open your eyes to a whole nother world within fitness that you didn't know before. And hopefully I got you to laugh a little bit or be entertained in the slightest bit in those five. So that's kind of like what I explain to someone. But I say, but if you're easily offended, you're not going to like it. Yeah. But if you're somebody who uh, you can listen to like a Howard Stern and you're okay with that and you're, you're bad word, bad language, doesn't it doesn't offend you, then you'll be fine. But if those things are, then you probably shouldn't listen. Have to you it. told anybody not to listen to it? Mm, no. Yes. <laughs> so, so have I. Yeah. I have like young cousins, I have conservative uh, people that I know. Do you? Yeah. yeah, I say I have like young cousins that are like 13, 14 Like, oh, Sal, how's your pro the program? It's going. Oh, the podcast. I'm, what is it again? I want to look it up. I'm like, mm, yeah, um, 
I wait, wait for sh- a program. Yeah, Maybe you can buy you, the program. I don't think you should. <laughs> you just yeah, the book. Yeah, I wouldn't listen to us. You so. shouldn't listen to it because then your mom yeah. would kill me because I'm related to them. If I'm not related to them, fuck. I'll tell every 13 year old. Listen to my program. Well, <laughs> I told I told you guys at the very beginning this would happen to me, and so for me, I feel like that's the worst person who could ever listen to Mind Pump. Already listens to Mind Pump for me, who is was my childhood pastor. And, uh, <laughs> I can't he, believe that. Yeah, and he and he and I I coach him. You know, on on he's all the way on the East Coast and stuff, but we remain in contact via email, text, and stuff. And I've never recommended he go listen to Mind Pump, but of course yeah. through social media and everything like that, it's came around and he's found it. And so he brought it up one time long after he'd been listening for a long time that he does. And he brought it up to me. And I was like, oh, you listen? (laughs) And I was like, oh, that was the most awkward moment. See, that's so funny. I was having a conversation with somebody about this, like about, you know, offensive language. I've never been offended by language. Like it's never been an issue for me. Even when I was around super conservative, like my whole life, like it was all conservative, like that's just something that never offended me. What offended me was people's actions when they do things that are, uh, you know, evil and, uh, you know, they mess with other people in front of me. I'm Then I get pissed off. Well, I can say this. I can say that uh, I've never been offended really by language, but I also don't. Uh, it only bothers me when I feel like somebody abuses it. Yeah. I, when they when they can't put a full sentence together without the f word or right. without a swear word in there because they're just they're well, dumb. not being clever they're not intelligent yeah. and that's the reason why they swear now if you swear because you you like kind of like my okay so I'm totally patting myself here right uh if you swear <laughs> right, right. now Adam is uh, now Adam is Adam happens. is telling a story I know as Adam I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is exact I just walked into a trap where this is exactly how you just did me right here <laughs> you fucking dick so I'm like about to explain how to justify why it's okay how I do what I do you Admiral Act well what I well, I feel like uh I speak passionately and when I speak passionately the words fly out of my mouth sometimes and I don't stop to think what I'm saying. I'm just going to speak what's on my mind. And when I'm passionate about what I'm talking about, swear words tend to come out. So for me, I feel like it, it, that's when you, and sometimes when I'm really passionate about something, I probably swear more than other times when we're talking common collective about a topic. When I don't like it and when it bothers me is when it's somebody who's doing it unintelligently. If you're just sound like an idiot and you're just swearing the whole time, then that's all I hear is fuck yeah, this, balls easy. this, cunt this, shit that, fuck that. You know, all the, uh, all, that's, all, that's all you hear. I, it's you not, and it's not, for me, it's not the words. It's not the words that I'm afraid like my little cousins are going to hear. It's the stories. <laughs> that's like I don't care about the word. They're 14 years old. They hear that shit all the time. I don't care about that. Yeah, but it's like, this but it's life, the stories. Dude. It's it's you, you know, know like it's uh, Adam talking about, right about how to give a good blow job. Yeah, it's us right. talking about you know uh, just some of the stories that we told, <laughs> right. which are great. Yeah, yeah, educational, they're, they're entertaining, educational. It's just, it's just like a TV show. I mean, yeah. like, please, yeah, yeah. Look, it's all good. Look how yeah. far we've come. Yeah. <laughs> You said, are, come. I what, said come. What are we? Well, let's uh, let's come all over this. All right. It is quad time. Hit us with it, Dad. We got Brandon Mulhall, and this question is directed to Sal. Uh. He's asking about Sal opening his personal training gym and what worked <clears throat> and what didn't work. Mm, that's a good question. Tell us, Sal. Uh, so let's see. I opened my studio when I was, uh, I think I was 23. So I was really young. And at the time, I had left 24 Hour Fitness. So let's go back a little bit. Before I ever, you know, even considered opening up my own facility, I had run gyms. Got it. I'm glad you pointed that out. In in, in corporate <clears throat> fitness for a little while and had done pretty well doing it. 
So that gave me some idea of how you know what I was getting myself into. I don't recommend opening up a gym mm-hmm. if you've never managed one or worked in one. If you can't manage a corporate gym, then you're going to fail trying to open your own because it's it's actually much more difficult trying to own your own. Well, it's uh, the facility. same thing that we mentioned as far as like going from you know not training before to independent training. Very difficult. Yeah, it's unless you have a good do. mentor, it's very very difficult to do. So I worked at 24, left 24. And um, d- worked actually in finance. I was actually a uh, what was what was called a premier banker at Bank of America for a little while. Got a couple licenses. I had a six series six and a ser- series sixty three license. And um, but I hated it. I fucking hated it. You know, I'm in I'm in the bank. I've always worked in fitness. And you know what the environment's like in the gym. Music is going on. Lots of energy. We're having a lot of fun. It's it's intense. The bank is the opposite of that. <laughs> it's quiet as fuck. Everybody's slow motion in there. You can hear the air conditioning in the background. I have to talk like this because every time I talk normal, uh, somebody would come up to me and tell me I had to lower my voice, which was infuriating because I didn't know how to do that. Um, and I was bored as shit. So here I am working in this in this job and uh, I go uh, get some food. And as I'm waiting for my food to come, right next door was a tanning salon. And I'd never tanned before in my life. For whatever reason, I decided to go in there. So I walk in and there was a gym as part of this tanning salon. Long story short, uh, I meet the owner and I asked how much I can, how much to work out there. And she said she was looking for someone to rent it. Uh, that day, I quit my job uh, in the bank and took it over. So uh, it, it was very, it was a very quick decision. And although I run gyms before, I didn't know the first thing about owning a business. However, I don't really think you ever really do until you do it. It takes. Um, oh, you can have all the business schooling with, but until you get in in under the seat under whatever business yeah. you're doing, they're all different. That's the problem. You know what I'm saying? And everything has a different issue. And learning to, I, the best advice you give that I, I think is you have to point this out that where you talk about your 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 previous uh, you know experience inside the gym. There, there's few things I feel that are like this. And, and the, the fact that like what I mean by this is, OK, <clears throat> before I go take on a new job, a new hobby, a new anything, what do we all normally kind of do? You kind of you watch it, you read it, you read about it. You maybe talk to people that do it like you kind of you kind of educate yourself on this new idea or new thing that you're about to tackle. And I don't think there is better training or could be better knowledge or better anything better you could possibly do than take going and working for a large company like a 24 orphan. It doesn't have to be a 24 orphan. There's tons of them that are- Get up to a management position. Yeah. Because you got to learn from that. And, and, and if you can't, if you find yourself struggling to move up, you're probably not going to succeed exactly. on your own. And this is why this is such a great lesson for you to do before you own one is, okay, can, can I prove to myself that I can stand out from the rest of these employees who clock in from nine to five? They don't really care about growing this business. They're just coming to get a paycheck and do their job to the best of their ability. Where I want to treat this different. I'm going to take ownership of this club. I want to see what it'll be. But the great part is you've got the, you really aren't because you have the backing and the support of this huge multi-million dollar company. So you get the, you don't have the pressure of being the actual owner, but then you get to act like, Act like an owner and build this business. Plus, you don't have to put your money down. You know, you know when you open a, a studio. I mean, initially, when I moved from the tanning salon to, to open my own space and I got a bigger space, you know, I invested about seventy, seventy-five, eighty thousand dollars in equipment and you know promotion, all that stuff. Um, so you know, it's a bit, it's a, it's quite a big investment um, to go that route. But I'll tell you what works: doing the footwork, like going out and, and just meeting people. Mm-hmm. That's the most successful thing I ever did. 
in there. The first day I do when I have my new location is I go to all the local businesses and I become friends with the owners. Mm -hmm. That's it. I become friends with the owners and I offer them all free personal training. Every single one of them. Because I know most of them aren't going to take it, but some of them will. And the ones that do, their business is so close and they'll refer people to me and it's a great way to build, you know, to build my clientele. Um, What didn't work, you know, ads in the newspaper, what a waste of money. Um, Flyers, not really. Not unless you use that flyer as an excuse to meet people. Um, you know, uh, website, uh, you know, when it comes to personal training, people that might get someone to meet you, maybe, um, but your, most of your business is going to come through referral or through, through you going out to meet other people, you know, become a member of the, you know, um, the local business, uh, what do they call that? The, uh, chamber of commerce, <clears throat> but get, just get your ass out there and move in and talk with people and expect to, uh, not make any money for uh, a couple of years. You know, it's gonna be a grind. You talking about this uh, made me just think of something that I don't know a single, I don't know a single one trainer that's worked for me in the, over the ten years that I had managed trainers. So probably hundreds we're talking about. I don't know one trainer who surprised me when they left the gym at their success or their lack of success as a trainer. If you left working for me after you'd worked for me for six months to a year and you said you were going to go off and be your own private trainer and and run your own thing, I knew whether you would be successful or not. hundred percent. It was, and there was no, there out of all of them, none of them was somebody. Yeah, it wasn't like that all of a sudden they're, they're going off of their own and now, now they get to blossom exactly. and explode. Because, and, and then that's why, because I knew the best of the best that were working for me or in a facility like that are the ones that only ones that could even survive that monstrous world out there on their own where they have to run and manage their own business. If you were middle of the pack or even just average or a shit butt trainer working for me, I knew for a fact that you would fail. And I tried to let them know in the nicest way possible because you don't want to crush somebody's dreams when they say that's what their dream is to own their own facility. But when I look at them, I say, man, you're struggling in a facility where I hand you the leads. I pay for the advertisement. You ain't got a rent. You got to pay for it. You pay for every, you get paid for every minute that you're here. You don't got to be here on your off time, not getting paid and working and going out and grabbing and bringing people in. And you're having a hard time. Yeah, good luck with that, bro. Maybe you might want to use your degree, though, <laughs> that you have because you're probably going to need it because you're not going to be able to use for personal training and, and it make the kind of money or more than what you're already yeah. making. So, And I, I think that it goes with running, even running the gym. It's all the same thing. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a people well, business. Well, I'll tell you, I did, it for, <clears throat> I did it for well, 12 years. I owned a, I owned a gym. And um, it, was, it was difficult. It was very difficult. And I didn't make shit for a while. And then I started, you know, later, it took me a while to start making money. And I was one of the top producers in one of the largest fitness organizations in the world. So, you know, some of these B and C players going out trying to do it on their own, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's not easy. It's definitely not easy um, when you're on your own paying those bills and making that shit happen. Yeah. But there's a, there's a plus side to it. You know, you have your well, own gym and you get to run it the way you there's want. The other, yeah, there's the other side of the coin that, like, I don't think any of us, like, stepped out without, like, some level of, like, super confidence in yourself. Like, people people around you are not going to believe in you. You know, your, your family is going to, uh, you know, it's going to be hard for them to, to see you uh, make these kinds of decisions and step out of the comfort zone because they always want you in the comfort zone. And, uh, you know, it takes some, some serious balls to just like, you know, put it upon yourself. Like I am going to do this. And then you own that 100% yourself because you can always learn. You can always learn and, and you may learn the hard way and it's going to suck. Or, you know, you might, you might try to, to take advice and really be open-minded and, and, 
um, you know, do the grunt work, like they're saying, like, you know, really get like you're, you're vested into it and uh, uh, learn the business completely, the ins and outs, 100%. That's the smart way to do it. But <clears throat> you could do it the other way and you could fucking grind your way to get there. It's interesting you say that. You know, the first part where you talked about, like, it's true. You're not going to get a lot of support from people. They just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Most people don't get it when you go off to be an entrepreneur. Most people don't understand it. So when you're telling them that you're going to do all the stuff, they're looking at all the risks and they're thinking, uh, I don't think you're going to, I don't think you're going to do it. The only people that might believe in you are other entrepreneurs who, you know, kind of get off on that. Um, but <clears throat> I can't tell you how many times I've done something and I get support from people around me, but they don't, I know they're not thinking like, oh shit, you're going to, it's going to, they're thinking like, okay, let's see what happens. Yeah. They don't believe in you until you do it. Yeah. That's, that's, until that's you the get truth. There. I think too that, uh, I don't know, knowing what we know in fitness and all the experience that we have that we've done, I, I feel like if I were like to be the outside looking in and I was like, if I was assessing my choices in fitness, there's only two ways I, I feel like working in the fitness industry kind of works as far as what, what you what what you accept yourself to be, what kind of man or woman you, you, you are going to be in business. And one of those is the absolute maniac and you're okay with that you're okay with running 14 mm-hmm. days straight you're okay with running 16 hour days sometimes you're okay with feeling down and having to give all this crazy energy you have to be kind of a maniac to be somebody who runs on all those cylinders and and is, is successful doing it because it breaks most people yeah. it breaks most people and then you know the other extreme where the other where i'd be okay eh, maybe my wife makes really really good money and i like the flexibility of a trainer gym type of schedule where i can come and go as i please and i get to be around health and fitness then i then i take it more on like a hobby than i do like a career i'm going to make my 30 to 60,000 dollars a year cush ass schedule enjoying the enjoying health and fitness but if i'm in this because i love fitness but i also want to make a lot of money you better believe you're gonna to have to step into that kind of maniac world a little bit i feel like and i i think the two gentlemen here would agree with me because yeah. i don't know anybody who's been extremely financially successful i've never and, found anybody successful and he and, he and he and he yeah. swears by the four-hour work week book you know like none of those guys none of those guys no. are killing it in the gym no. industry no nope <laughs> for sure that's not it next qua yes lil holcat Little Hokit. Who is more of a beast, like- Joe Donnelly or Craig Caperso? Oh. <laughs> we, did, we did this question. Oh, yes, we had. I like. <laughs> Justin, Justin hates the dog. Ooh, they're so beastly. Well, here's oh, a, a, this is a, this is a good thing to talk about for several reasons. One, well, what do they mean by beast? Well, I mean, who's more of a beast in the gym? Like, like, like who, who can out who, who can outlift the other guy? Who, yeah, probably who can out. Well, just in general, <laughs> beast would be uh, outlift, outwork, craziest. And not only have I worked, I haven't worked out with Craig. I, ref- I refuse to work Mothra. out with Craig. At least Joe let me lead the workout, so I was he was okay with doing my. Uh, so I, I, well, in terms of beast, like work ethic, they're both. Ridiculous uh, work ethic, yeah. like oh, ridiculous work ethic. So that's a good Both point. There you go. And okay, so it's funny she brought up to me Joe and Craig because we know tons of uh, fitness professionals and people like these guys. They just happen to to me. They are very, very similar in many, many ways. Oh yeah, they're uh, they're both maniacs, uh, and, and they both have a ridiculous work ethic. Yeah, and and they both are genetic freaks too. If you yeah. if and here's if you were to look at uh, and not to take anything away from how badass these dudes are because they're not only guys that were built to do what they do, but they fucking do it and do it very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both Joe and Craig, if you looked at a picture and I have seen pictures of them between 17 and 20 years old, 
you should see what they look like. Craig, Craig looked like he had a, like a 23 inch fucking neck, you know, already at like 19 years old. And then, and Joe was jacked at like 205 at 17 years old. I mean, they were, they're just, they are anomalies and they train like it and they're badass at it. And they're very inspiring to a lot of people. The only thing that, and when, when, when you say beast too, I, I follow those cause those are my boys. But I'm more impressed, you know, with someone like Sal or like someone like Elaine Norton, somebody who has 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 got this physique that is unassuming, doesn't murder themselves. They actually approach their training very scientifically because they know that, you know what, this is the best way to get to this this path and the most effective. I'm not going to try and compete with a Joe or Craig because those guys are going to run me over day in and day out because I'm not built like them. Mm-hmm. So, and then to be able like someone like Sal and like Elaine Norton who are pulling, you know, deadlifting three times their body weight, natural guys under 200 pounds. That's pretty, that's fucking, I mean, Craig and Joe both are probably pulling around the same weight as Sal, give or take 50 to 80 pounds. And they both outweigh him by 40 pounds, you know? And I, but that's about it. I, <laughs> Yeah, because in that, I mean, uh, in terms of strength, those guys are both animals. Oh, I so. But I, I, I would say this. I mean, I don't know if Craig's ever squatted six hundred plus pounds. Joe has. Well, so Joe, but I've seen Craig do jump squats with three hundred pounds. Yeah, so so to me, uh, I mean, I I'm gonna lean towards Joe just because only because Joe <laughs> Justin Joe is six foot six boring. foot four. Can we move on, Doug. No. <laughs> We jerk these guys off some more. All right, all right. Next question. We have to get that. I can't believe you just did that. My goodness, Justin. Hey, hey, I gotta move this along. This all right, show. all right. Yeah, Austin MCC twenty one is asking about the best foods or supplements to help support adrenal health, and what is too much caffeine? Good, good question. Well, let, Justin, why don't you answer that? <laughs> yeah, you dick. Yeah. Move us, move us oh, along. Man. Adrenal I'm, gland is for you, asshole. Yeah. Oh, the adrenal glands. Oh, yeah, of course. I got this like study I just read just yeah. about this. You know fucking yeah. Dr. Sal did already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Uh, uh, su- supporting adrenal oh, health. Go ahead. You're going to want, I mean, you're going to want to make sure you have adequate B vitamins, um, you know, just vitamins that support the mitochondria. Uh, of the cells. How about foods that are rich in B vitamins? Yeah, foods that are rich in B vitamins. Uh, your 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 animal proteins are going to be good. Um, you're probably going to want to eat a lot of healthy fats. Um, not too many sugar. Definitely not a lot of sugar. Um, maybe even low on the starches. Uh, in terms of supplements, um, you know you have the the what are called adaptogenic uh, type supplements from like Chinese medicine, like Siberian ginseng is one of them. Rhodiola. Uh, is another one. Uh, ashwagandha is another one, and they're supposed to help the body deal with stress and uh, you know work more optimally in, in stress. Some studies will support some of that. It's not like overwhelming, blow you away type studies, but there's some science that'll support some of that stuff. The best thing you could do for your adrenal health is rest, rest and train. You know, lift weights. Uh, you know, in a very moderate uh, kind of straight set type of way. Eat a lot of healthy fats. That's pretty much the best thing you could possibly do is give yourself some rest. Because I think people with adrenal issues tend to be the type A overworked, you know, overtrained type individuals. Now, is the is the adrenal uh, uh, question, or is the caffeine related to the adrenal question, or is he just asking in general what is too much caffeine also? They kind of are a little bit because lots of caffeine will stress out your your adrenal glands. And I should, I should note, by the way, that 
None of this is medically yeah, was, accepted. I was going to say they haven't proven adrenal fatigue is an actual. No, I think they will. Um, syndrome. I yeah. think they will. We've witnessed it in fitness. We've seen people with, you know, metabolic, what we right. call metabolic, metabolic damage or adrenal fatigue. We've seen it. Um, but right now it's not accepted uh, by the medical community. Um, but caffeine, caffeine will definitely sit, stimulate the central nervous system. It will, it will have your body release uh, certain catecholamines, your, your epinephrine and norepinephrine. Um, which people who who uh, you know discuss adrenal fatigue will say you don't want your body to have to push too much of that stuff out. So you probably want to avoid caffeine. As far as too much caffeine, if you're healthy, that's so individual. That oh yeah, very no. individual. And the, man. the studies that are out on that, it's so ridiculous on how much you'd have to take before it would be adverse. It's it depends on the person. Like yeah, for it does. me, and your body gets adapted, so it's it's hard to even answer that. Yeah, because I can I do a hundred milligrams of caffeine pre workout, yeah. and that's great. A lot of people hundred milligrams you can ramp nothing up quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I like, think like where I'm at right now. Yeah, you probably have what six <laughs> six hundred like, a day yeah. at least, and that and I have to start like scaling it out so that way. You know, I can I can actually f- get the effects of it again. So. Well, let me ask you this: How many cups of coffee do you have in a day? So I'll probably have like six. Fuck. Yeah. And they're big, like decent yeah. cups. Well, yeah, sixteen to. You're yeah, you're having like twenty. You're probably you're definitely having over a thousand so, a thousand milligrams. Yeah, but this is the thing: is I can operate on that, or I can operate on you know two cups. Mm. You know? So I'm okay. But like at the same time, it, it I've ramped up to that, and so now I have to like, you know, Start I, bringing I, it back I definitely down. have to bring it back down. I have to consciously do that. Yeah, because I think, um, like I said, it's an individual thing. Some people's li- bodies don't process caffeine very well, and they'll get this cumulative effect, uh, you know, over the course of a week, where they start to get adverse effects like yeah. heart palpitations, nervousness, anxiety. Mm-hmm. I know Doug for a while was doing caffeine, and then you stopped. Mm-hmm. I remember you stopping. D- were you getting adverse effects? I can't remember because it was a while ago. Was yeah, your penis I- shrinking? <laughs> That's no, good. Not exactly. Down to nine inches. <laughs> Yes. No, I, I just recall that I felt really kind of weird when I was working out. Mm. So I just cut it out completely. But I'm back on it again. Are you? Yeah, I do a half uh, regular and half decaf. So coffee it's, in the it's like morning. 150 milligrams probably caffeine? Maybe. Uh-huh. Um, you don't think it was the LSD you took before the workout that made you feel weird? <laughs> yeah, that's possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's an individual thing. This is kind of the answer to this question is almost identical to our episode that we did on metabolic damage. I mean, it it goes. Yeah. Meta, that's 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 what we call it. It's about yeah, yeah rest. I mean, rest and recovery. That's like you know what that screams to mm-hmm. me. And feeding yourself whole natural foods, you know, that are rich in nutrients. Sometimes and, it takes a while too to get out of this. Yeah, it and takes months. And that's why you have that approach. It's, it's very. Oh yeah, I've definitely had clients. Uh, shit, I've got somebody right now. Um, I mean, shit, I'm going on. Four months with her, and we're not we're not anywhere near coming close to budging weight right now. It's because I can see that like she's way below where she should be calorie wise, and we've been inching it up and inching it up and inching it up. And you're just trying to get her healthy. Oh yeah, I know. I'm just and that and and she always asks me like, oh, is this gonna set us back, or when do I get to start losing weight? And this, and I'm like, we're you know what, we're still so far away. And she and she's I mean, she has trust in me. She you know she knows and stuff. So. But of course, they still ask. You know, they want. Of course, you they, you you sign up, and you and you want to lose. Well, kudos to her to be to be able to trust you and stick to it that long. Yeah, no, I know. Because people I, want immediate yeah. results sometimes. Now yeah. we've talked about the important. That's why it's important to lay that foundation when you communicate. Those that are trainers and listening, you have to set that tone. You know, I'd always rather tell someone shit. It, it could take us over a year before we see a pound, depending on how bad your metabolism is and how much work we have ahead of us. But you know that way when they when they find out in three weeks we're already ready to rock and roll because they're all their metabolism's firing on all cylinders and we're good to go then 
they're excited, you know. <laughs> that, well, she's you're going to change her life. She yeah, sticks to and it. that's the cool part is, yeah. is that. That's the winner at the end. The next question is from 500 Days of Fuck You. Oh, and the I, best. The best name. <clears throat> I'm sure they just put that up there so they have to say Yeah, better. yeah. We love to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Uh, he's asking, or she, I'm not sure, uh, how to breathe. Oh, like during lifts? During lifts. And breathe. There was, this, this was person long. gets gassed out, I think. Oh, you know why? Okay, it so lo- it was longer than that, wasn't it? He was yeah, it was coming. a fairly long question. I kind he, of he was because he was referencing his certain <laughs> exercises, kind of how to breathe. Well, certain exercises like a squat, like when you're powerlifting squat, okay. you'll exhale, you'll hold your breath. Where we're, we've taught to inhale, right. exhale. So that's where he was asking. Well, I think more. what's more important with that is how you brace, right? Yeah, you know, and that's what I would focus on more. I think when you start fucking around with with how you're breathing, I think a lot of times it detracts you know, from the lift and then you end up getting lightheaded because your breathing patterns are off. Like, I don't see how, I mean, what, what's no, your it's, opinion? No, no, no. That? It's so great. You, it's so because funny it's, you're saying this because it's exactly what I, what I used to tell clients when they used that, because this was a very common question. Like, you know, when, when should I breathe? Am I supposed to? And yes, we all know when we're supposed to scientifically what, what the science behind it is. The most important piece is that you breathe. Yeah. And that's what I used to tell people. Was and it's like a natural thing. Yeah. Breathe if naturally. You're holding it in. You're, you're obviously going to throw your rhythm off. Yeah, so I, exactly. I would so, say breathe normal. Don't think too much yeah. about it. Then later down the road, technically what we should be doing is- I mean, if you really want to concentrate on breathing, like take yoga and like slow down and right. then start figuring out your patterns and, you know, and then you can really uh, work on that as an exercise. Yeah. Well, it's, it's totally natural and normal for people to hold their breath when they're exerting a lot of force mm. because holding your breath strengthens the core right. or braces the core. Um, you know, through both your diaphragm, you, you know, the diaphragm holding all the air in and staying tight and then you tightening your core around that. So when you're doing like a max lift or you're doing a heavy lift, a uh, heavy rep, it's perfectly fine to breathe in, hold your breath, go down, come up. And as you come up, you want to breathe uh, very with a braced core. Right. Like you're breathing forcefully. through your teeth. Like, yeah, like, <sighs> exactly. Yeah. Like you breathe like <sighs> you're breathing out kind of strong at the top of the rep. Take a couple breaths before you go down and do that again. And do not hold your breath the whole time. And if you're doing a high rep set, then you probably don't want to use that technique. Not at all. I, if I use that technique when I'm doing like... Three or less. Exactly. Yeah, that's the only time I ever do that technique is if I'm going... Because if you're going three or less, you're probably going really heavy. You mm-hmm. know, you're running singles, doubles, or triples. It's heavy-ass weight on you. It would be the only reason why I need to really brace my core like that. Otherwise... You know, you should be able to, if you're doing 70% intensity, you should be able to breathe normally through a squat even. You know, I don't even use that squatting breathing technique unless I'm powerlifting, unless right. I'm going going for... Just just like, like Justin said, just be conscious of, of, of bracing just and breathe. keeping your core breathe. tight. Breathe normal. Mm-hmm. I, breathe normal. That's the most important thing is that's your breathing, that's your, that you're not holding your breath. It's Maddie White is starting a Jew, new job as a uh, car salesman. Yeah. He's starting a Jew? I'm glad he's converting. <laughs> <laughs> but he has no experience. And so he's looking for some tips. Mm, in sales. In sales. Love yeah. Uh, well, the best thing you could possibly do is follow the top sales guy around yeah. and copy him. Yep. Start just like that. Yep. Yes. That's a great idea. Yeah. You know, definitely pick those brain the, the pick the brains. You know, what would you guys say? Um how much, I mean, how much did you read Justin and Sal? Did you guys read like sales books and how much did you, did that really attribute to uh, mm. your growth and talent? What, what would you say? Li- very little. I think uh, I'm, I'm very much more of a shadow guy. Did you read any books or did you read a lot of books? Or did you read a handful of books? What would you say? Um, 
Very few. Very, Very few. few. Yeah. I'll be totally honest. It, sales for me right out the gates was just, it was easy. I know. It was you very guys, natural. Yeah. Um, but what I did, so initially I started off and I was selling like crazy. Then the company had this uh, new you know, sales training course, uh, the one that was to run through Tom Hopkins, who's this like sales guru, right? Yeah. And I took that. And what I learned from it was how to break down what I was doing naturally. And understand what I was doing naturally, and then it helped me teach others. Because when you do something naturally yeah. um, yourself, it's very difficult to teach other people. Because people ask you, "Well, how do you do it?" And you go, "Well, I well don't that's know. how you I really learn it. it is by teaching other people." Yeah. So, so then I, I learned how to break it down, and I learned how to. I guess my biggest problem when I first started out in sales, and this was this is unique to myself, and and if you're a very passionate, energized person, this is probably going to be you too. Is I would overdo. I would overdo it sometimes. I would blow people out of the water sometimes. I was so passionate, so excited, and it worked most of the time. But the times it didn't, those people were never coming back. And uh, that's something that I learned. You know, as I got went along, as I become much, I became much more refined to where I listened a lot more than I talked. I sat down, I listened to people, and asked them lots of questions, and mm. you know, took it from there. And I didn't try to close them on everything. In other words, in the beginning, if I'm giving someone a tour of the gym. And the first thing out of the mouth is, my God, it's crowded. In the beginning, I would try to overcome that. Well, it's only crowded because it's time of day, and it's normally not this crowded, blah, 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 blah. And then I learned later on to just agree with them. Later on, they'd be like, oh, it's really crowded right now. I'm like, yeah, it is. And then we were done. Because I knew it wasn't a real objection. It wasn't something I really had to overcome. Well, that's so interesting. I, I feel like, you know, you both of you guys, it would be a different experience. So with you, it definitely, I think that's the best advice because... You know, I could see you tending to want to kind of lead the conversation, right? And like, okay, I need to make this sale, and then and then and then you're 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 trying to over uh, talk talk your way through, like you're you're baiting them into this this process. Whereas for me, like I I needed to figure out ways to articulate this, and and, and I got to lead them into this direction, not just sit there and listen to them and then wait for that you know sales point. Like I had to like create this story, and so that was the thing that I had to trial and error my way through. And it wasn't really from a book or a process. Like I don't really, I don't really apply things very, very well from other people. Like I, I really like want to go 100% in myself. You know, uh, you know, obviously shadow the, the the best person I know that can do this skill, and uh, just start completely modeling it. Mm-hmm. So, did you did you follow anyone around when you first started, Adam? Or you? Oh yeah, no. I, I I've told I've shared you a story I think before on Mind Pump that I did follow the top guy around. Uh, your story, the way you explain it, I was, I was really interested to listen to both of you on this because I knew that was going to happen. I knew there was going to be some sort of difference on how you guys had philosophies. I know how different Justin was, you know, and, and how different you, you're a lot like me. Um, and so listening to you, it was like, that couldn't be more spot on to, uh, explaining it for myself. Like literally it's to me, it's a craft. It's a beautiful craft. I love to talk to sale about sales of people because I think it gets, it's such a bad name. People, people think sales and they think a salesman and they think like this. Ugh. Like you're tricking them or yes, you're ripping them off. Yes, deceitful, right. trickery, manipulative. No, that's actually shitty sales. Yeah, is that exactly. That's this is why sales. That to me is somebody who is not very good at their craft. If you're truly good at your craft, then you give people the most amazing experience they've ever had. And they continue to come back and they continue to tell other people about it. And it's this beautiful thing. And it's, it's a really neat thing to watch. Uh, other, it's why I loved what I did for very long. My favorite thing in the world was to teach this to other trainers and help develop that within them and to watch them develop 
their craft. And, and, uh, and a lot of that stuff, I came out the gates kind of naturally somewhat doing like Sal said, I just right into it. First week I was already selling things, doing stuff. I, I mean, I hadn't really had a chance to shadow the best guy that much. I've seen a couple things he did enough for me to kind of start putting my own thing together. And then later on, I began reading later on. I had older mentors and people to spend time with me. And then it started to confirm and o- open my eyes to what I was already doing. And then I started to refine it because then when I could read it and then I was learning from somebody who was more talented than I was at that. And I saw and then they would explain to me like, no, 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 this is why you don't do that. And it's more important for you to make sure you convey this or make sure you c- cover this or, you know, you speak this way or you listen more than you do this. And, you know, I'd start to pick up all these things. And, oh, of course, that makes total sense. Why would I ever think that this was a better way to do that? Oh, what you know, and then it started coming all together for me. And then a lot of it is just being comfortable with that is being OK um, in situations uh, with sales. You know, when uh, if right away. If you're not comfortable with being uncomfortable, um, you're probably not going to be very good at it. It's one of the things that I love about Justin. He's talked about this before. Like, you know, just his mentality about coming on a radio show is something that's totally not his. He hates to fucking talk. That's not his thing. And, you know, I knew that was, but I love the fact that he loves being uncomfortable. You know, that just shows you the, the talent level that he has in anything that he does. And he had the same approach when he was in training. So, I, you know, I think that, uh, you and I are very, very similar, though, to how that how that would come together. Yeah, know? I think I think it, this is what I used to tell people when I would do sales training. Uh, sales is effective communication. That's all it is. And if you could take what you know and understand and feel uh, in your mind, and if you could take it out of your mind and just transplant it into someone else's mind, you wouldn't need sales, right? Because they would already know. Like, like if I could just take what I know about fitness and health or whatever and put it into this, you know, Mrs. Johnson's head. She would buy, she would hire me, she would take all the money she could afford and she would hire me or she would work out in a gym and she would do it because then she would understand what I understand, okay? That's all sales is, is being able to, to get what you already understand to that, for that person to understand. So whatever product you're selling, number one, you better be passionate about. Mm-hmm. The most passionate car salesman in the world, the guy who's, you know, the guy who's selling Ford, who's a Ford aficionado, is going to be a great salesperson just because they're passionate about their product. That's number one. And number two, you need to be able to find solutions. Once you convey that passion, they're going to come up with problems. You need to have solutions. I can't afford this. Well, here's a solution. Or I don't know if I want to get this. Well, well, why not? Let's figure something out. You need to be able to come up with solutions. And that's pretty much it. That's really, if I break it all down as basic as possible, be passionate about your product, believe in it. Don't be a bullshitter. Don't lie. Okay. Because those, those are shitty salespeople. Believe in your product and then have solutions. You could do those two things. You'll be a great salesperson. Yeah. Practice, 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 practice. Because yeah, many good. people in front of you, don't be afraid to fail. I mean, that's a must. Yep. That's because that's. Put yourself out there 100% in. Yeah. And be okay with it, you know? Our final question Kevin Deep is asking how to deal with a big change in his routine. He just, uh, he and his wife just had a child and they need some tricks and tips. Oh, uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Ooh. I'll leave this for daddy daycare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a yeah. That is a life changing, shocking. You know, event. what was it like for you, man, when yeah. you had your first? Um, man, it was crazy because uh, uh, my son had colic and everything too. So oh. he had colic and he had jaundice. So we had to have the billy blanket for him. So uh, let's just say that I didn't get a lot of sleep, uh, nor my <laughs> wife. And uh, I mean, really, for a brief moment in time, it, it's it's. You know, it's tough and and it's really about survival, you know, and like uh, just providing your kid is of the utmost importance, you know, and that's what that's what the priority is. 
and you're trying to feed and accommodate this this newborn you know kid and uh so you know fitness and, and adjusting the schedule and all that yeah it's 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 going to be something that you're going to have to figure out for sure. It's going to change dramatically. You have to make a plan. You have to you have to make a plan and you have to be okay with that plan not working and then you make another plan. Right. Um very flexible. I would say it, just remain flexible but also be passionate about trying to uh maintain health because it's going to affect you know the way you interact with people. You know. The, oh yeah! The, Don't let yourself go to shit. No, because you'll have a you'll have a crappy marriage. You'll, it yes. won't. Work. Here's the thing: Don't forget that you and your spouse or you and your girlfriend, your team, are a team. Do not forget to take time aside for each other, um, because yeah. otherwise you're going to be. In, it's going to. It's it's going to suck. Everything's going to suck. Your identity is just going to be about being a parent, but you know, mm-hmm. really, you need to keep that relationship you have established for sure. Right, and if you support each other. In that, then it won't be too hard to get your workouts in because if you know you're a team, then your wife will sacrifice for you to go to the gym and you will sacrifice That's for her it. to go to the gym. And here's the thing. Uh, I'm assuming Kevin Deep is a guy. I don't think a girl would have a name Kevin Deep, although if she did, she'd be awesome. I get Kevin Deep on yeah. the weekends. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, here's the thing that that I've seen more often with women that I've trained who've had babies and, you know, of course, you know, having my own kids. Women will more easily slip into the role of the martyr, the role of the, I'm not going to do anything for myself while I have this infant. Like it's all about the baby mm-hmm. and it's, it's very commendable. Uh, I, you know, mothers have this, this instinct to do that a lot of times and the, and the, the fathers somewhat do as well, but not quite as much. Make sure you, you give her time off Great because, and she won't advice. ask for it sometimes. She might not ask for it. She might not even Yes. You know, she might feel guilty. Always have that it. in your mind to you think about that, right? That's such a great point, Sal. You got it. And she might even feel guilty. Yeah. And the words you got to use is this. Use these words. They're magic. You deserve this. Yes. Use that <laughs> shit. It works. Don't say, you need, to, you need to get out of the house. You're acting crazy. You need to go work out. No, no that'll backfire. Uh, yeah. This is what you do. You buy a fucking you know manicure for her. I you give got it to her. this, and you say it with conviction. Yeah. <laughs> you're confident, even though inside you're like, "Oh shit, <laughs> I'm gonna screw this up." Yeah, you give it to her. And you're say, not gonna screw it up. That's it. You say, "Honey, you deserve this." Yeah. Here you go. You're gonna go Saturday. Right. I'm gonna watch the yeah. baby. Yeah. Oh no, I don't want to leave. No, no, no. Listen, no, you no, deserve no, no. this. Yes. Don't this say you need to. You, you have to. Yes. Yeah. It makes it's like magic. Yeah. Those words are like those words are like magic. Yeah. And you um, want your wife in a in a good mental state. <laughs> Let's just throw that out there. Yeah. You want her happy. Well, you got to stay in a good mental state because too, man. Because it makes man. everybody happy. Yeah. Well, think about it. Like for the even for 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 the guy, for the dad, like yeah. you're not getting any sleep. Right. Uh, the baby is everything, which is great, but also you you forget. You know, you start losing touch of everything else. You got to plan it out. You got to plan shit out, man. Yeah. Don't miss like your two days or three days a week of your workouts. Like That's do right. them, and then yeah. make sure your wife does them. And then make sure you guys work together. And then yeah. know that it's going to be tough for about a year. Yeah. No, it's the first year is tough. But, you know, what did you like, say that? If, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But, um, you know, you might get lucky and it'll be totally easier. Wanna, <laughs> you totally want to have kids right now. Yeah. You know, it's always, totally you know what we sound bro, like? We sound like two veterans talking about I know, war. That's, that's, oh, that's war. true, though. You go war. through it's like It's like hell week. Yeah. You know? It's like, <laughs> whoa. You know, life's changed. I will say this, is it, man. Is it totally? But you, but you make your way out and you're like, man, I am so much, you know, more well-rounded of a human being. Bro, I think about when I didn't have kids. What the fuck did I do in my time? I know. 
Like yeah, it yeah, was right? easy. Yeah, busy, it was easy. Busy doing yeah. cool shit, bro. That's no, what you were doing. that's what you were no, doing. Bro. No, you were easy. busy doing cool shit. It was, but I'll tell you this much right now. Here's here's the truth. Honestly, got truth. The parents listening will, will attest to this. Okay. You, when you have that baby, and you start to fall in love with that kid, there is. I mean, you love your parents. You love your siblings. You love your friends. Nothing. Yeah, the, yeah. Nothing comes close. It's not the same universe. And you'll never understand until you have a child. And people get pissed off when I say yeah, that. People get mad because you know, they're like, I love people. Uh, it's not the I got a dog. It's like, yeah, you got a dog. That's great. It's not the it's not. I got a dog. It's let me put it this way. Have you ever loved someone so much that it scares the shit out of you? Like it really fucking scares you? It gives you anxiety? That's what having a, your yeah. own child is like. Right. It's and it's it's obviously a biological trick, so you don't give them away because they, they keep you up all night. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's uh, it's pretty intense. It's pretty amazing. And uh, I would never imagine life the same ever again. Yeah. Like like if you went back, you could never do it. You know, a different way. No. Doug, can you insert some cute little jingly music there it right, is. About, right about here? Right <laughs> hey, can you remember that? Remember what yeah. time it is right there? Yeah, yeah, I, I can do that for you. Yeah. Do the Arctic Breeze one. Pling. It would be totally and inappropriate. That's our parenting advice. <laughs> yeah, it would be totally inappropriate <laughs> to to recommend to Kevin that he possibly considers trying to convince his wife to getting a second wife. And the second wife has all those other duties that you, your first wife, and you don't wow. have to take care of. So you could. Wow, that, you are so I like Adam, wizard. I like right Adam's uh, birth control uh, <laughs> his, his advice. If you don't want a gut, put it in the butt. Listen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, don't forget to rate, <laughs> oh. review, subscribe, five stars. Go with Adam's ha- uh, harem theory. Yeah, it's, it's, say something nice about me. Yeah, let's let's hook Adam up. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.